Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Black woman. Beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Jacqueline. What's up? A lot is going on. So, um, for the people that don't know, this is our first time recording in a couple of weeks. In the time that we have not recorded, Nicole literally saved my life. Not true. That is actually very true. So, I'm going to tell you how. I had to go into the hospital for surgery, and, you know, Nicole is a dear friend, so she checked on me very regularly, and I harassed her every step of the way. But one day I woke up um, while I was in the hospital, and I had a very swollen leg. And I kind of just, you know, chalked up to, hey, your leg is swollen, you're in the hospital, you're not moving around, whatever. So I called my friend Nicole, everyone should have a friend Nicole, and she said, um, Janine, that's a problem, you should ask them. And she gave me a list of questions, and I wrote them down in my phone and my notes, Less than an hour later, I was getting some sort of scan at radiology. I'm not sure. Nicole, what kind of scan was it? Uh, you were probably getting a CT scan at that point or uh, a lower extremity Doppler. You got both of them. And they found out that I had um, blood clots in my legs and my lungs. So Nicole literally saved my life because if it were not I for my friend Nicole, the doctors probably would not have noticed that my leg, well, they did actually notice that my leg was swollen, but they didn't feel like it was something that should be addressed and or something that needed to be addressed I should say my friend Nicole pointed it out and they found out and now I have the proper treatment and I'm back home so yes my friend Nicole literally saved my life I would hope they would have found that anyway so I won't take credit for that although they were like tell your friend <laughs> we got this they did <laughs> I low-key had to check them and say my friend Nicole is doctor plenty to you all and then then they kind of had a better attitude not to mention I'm sure that she saved them a lawsuit. Shout out to my friend, Nicole. Thank you for saving my life, Nicole. Well, I won't. I will not take credit for that. But I'm glad that you're okay. And I'm glad that you are fully recovered and bounced back and your usual happy self. 
Thanks, Nicole. What's been going on with you in the in between saving lives? Nothing. Work. I've been working. <laughs> I've been working. I've taken my baby to uh, the hospital. You know, he has um, he's getting a work for immune system still, but he's been healthy and my family's been healthy. Um, some of my family were affected by the hurricane. Hurricane. Oh, yeah. Was it Laura or Lauren? Yeah. Whoever she was, she was a mess. She tore up my grandma's house and stretched it across the yard. So a lot of my family have uh, damage from the hurricane. So I've been helping them file claims and recover from that. So that's what I've been doing in the last week, week and a half. How's your grandma doing? She's good. She's here in Houston with my uncle and um, she's devastated. You know, these elderly women don't want to leave their houses. So she's uh, pretty torn up about that, but it's fine. She's safe, um, which which is what counts. And um, she's happy here. She's good. I'm glad to hear that she's good. I mean, it sucks that Hurricane came and tore her house. But, you know, at the end of the day, if 2020 hasn't taught us anything else, if we're here and we're alive and we're well, we should be thankful. I completely agree. All right, girl. So what's on your timeline? Okay, so for you all that know Nicole and I personally, Personally, you know that Nicole and I really love love. So this week, I think we were all very pleasantly surprised as we were literally scrolling through our timeline and found out that Niecy Nash announced that she had secretly married her longtime friend, what we know now to be a longtime friend because it seemed to us like it came out of the clear blue. But we now know it to be her longtime friend, Jessica Betts. So Niecy announced this on Instagram with a photo from uh, Robert Ector. And I say that because I'm super big into like the tags that people put. So he's a, an amazing photographer. So she posted a photo um, by Robert Ector that, you know, he took during their wedding and it's them recessing down the aisle and Niecy Nash has on a lily bridal dress. Um, it's a mermaid shape. It's very form fitting, um, curve hugging. She looks amazing in this dress and lily bridal is in Tarzana, California, just FYI. She tagged it. So I'm going to let y'all know. And Jessica Betts had on a suit from Rocky's custom clothes which they're all over the country but it's a custom clothier so let me give you a little bit of uh, information so she posts this picture and in the picture Nisi is holding up this beautiful pastel rose bouquet she's like I said they're recessing you know down the aisle after they got married and the caption on the picture says Mrs. Carol Denise Betts then she posts a ring emoji she tags Jessica Betts music which is the tag of her new wife and then the hashtag love wins Jessica posted the same photo at the same well at the seemingly same time and her caption said I got a whole wife then she posted the alien emoji the ring emoji tag Nisi and she put hashtag bets of both worlds and hashtag love wins so Okay, for those of you who don't know, we know Niecy Nash from Reno 911, Scream Queens. She was in Selma, and most recently, she's been in Claws. It's a, a TNT television show, I believe. It's about a nail salon and some things. I'm not very familiar with it because I know her from Clean House. Do you remember Clean House, Nicole? Yep, I remember that. She's had two marriages before. Her first marriage was to Don Nash. He was an ordained minister. Shout out to being married to an ordained minister. Um, They had three children, Dia, Dominique, and Danielle and she divorced him in 2007 she then married Jay Tucker in 2011 and I remember their wedding because do you remember they did that show I believe that it was on like Style Channel or TNT it was one of those channels and they did this like preparation for the wedding it was 
super fabulous and super over the top. But I remember that. Do you remember that, Nicole? No, I do not remember that. Was like and maybe because I'm so stuck on this marriage, I can't even <laughs> I can't even bring myself back to remember it. But okay, I love so, Nisha Nash though. Okay, so when she married Jay, they did this whole like elaborate preparing for the wedding. I I literally remember like being glued to the television, like oh my god, this is the most amazing thing, right? So they married in 2011, and she announced um, that they were divorcing in 2019, and she announced it in a, another Instagram post, right? So basically the post said that they had parted ways, they still love each other, but the love has changed, right? I'm paraphrasing, but Nisi likes to announce things on Instagram, so she she announced it. But their divorce was not officially final until March 10th of 2020. So just a few months ago, right? So according to TMZ, and you know, normally I wouldn't like to use TMZ as a source, but TMZ has now become a reputable source. So according to TMZ, the marriage ended because there was a strain because they lived in two different cities. Her husband was living in LA where their residence is, and she was living in um, Louisiana, I guess, filming. So he, there was a strain because of that. Um, she, he also had an issue with the graphic sexual scenes in her, in the TNT show Claws. And Nisi had some, you know, cosmetic surgery. She Before she turned 50, she got a good nip and tuck and looks amazing. And apparently her ex, ex-husband had an issue with that, right? So on August 31st, which is my grandfather's birthday, um, this year she announced, so this is just a couple of months literally after, or a few months, I should say, after she got a divorce, she announced in an Instagram post that we just mentioned that she is now in her third marriage. And basically she came out to us as bisexual, right? So now Nisi has been an ally of the LGBT community. She has been for a very long time. She's expressed it. She's, you know, been in pride parades for the LGBT community. If we go back just this year, because she has so many posts, but if we go back just this year, she had a post about the Title VII ruling that basically said that people cannot fire workers for being LGBTQ. It made it illegal for people to fire people based on the fact that they're in the LGBT community. And then she also posted Happy Pride post in June with her wearing a cute little Charlie Brown rainbow halter. So she's no stranger to the LGBT community. Let's let me tell you a little bit about Nash's wife. So Jessica Betts. So according to E.T., she's a professional singer. She's worked with numerous artists, including Kay Michelle. And also I read somewhere that her songs have have been featured in movies such as Big Mama's House, which I had no idea who knew. Right. So she was also in the reality show. I'm not sure if you remember it. I think it only had one season, but Missy Elliott had a reality show called Road to Stardom, and she actually won the, the one and only season. So she's pretty talented like I listened to some of her music while I was doing research for the show it's actually like she can sing but her look does not necessarily match the sound so if you listen to her this is not I would not have expected her to appear the way that she sounds right she has a very melodic voice it would fit somewhere between the grunge of Macy Gray and the melodic tones of her if you can hear it so she appeared in the season two finale of Claws and she was a bar tender and the ironic part is she sang in Nisi's uh character's wedding on during her feature in Claws, right? 
We know that art mimics reality. And according to uh, the Daily Mail, apparently Jessica sang at Niecy's wedding to Jay, which I don't remember as much as I remember the wedding. I don't remember her singing. But apparently, according to the Daily Mail, Jessica also sang in the wedding to Jay back in 2011 in Malibu. So these two have been connected for some time, right? So in February, I did a little searching through Jessica's page. Jessica posted or shared a topless photo of Nisi. Now it's very classy. We are looking at her back, but we do see that she has no top on and she has on a pair of um, black lace panties that look like they have handprints on the butt. And she said um, on IG, she said she was wishing her a happy birthday, which is, I mean, kind of cute. But again, she wasn't divorced yet because her birthday's in February. And then Jessica um, is very prominently featured and she sang at her 50th birthday party, which was super cute. She had like a roller rink birthday party, like old school 80s birthday party. And she sang there. In attendance was Lena Waithe, Major, shout out to Major. He sang at my wedding and uh, Sherry Shepard. So she had a star studded birthday party with her and I guess her close celebrity friends. And Jessica was singing happy birthday. And it seemed if you watch it, it's in it's in Niecy Nash's stories on her IG page. So check it out if you'd like to. But if you watch it, you can tell that they clearly are in some sort of romantic relationship as you listen to her saying. And just the other day, um, Jessica posted a really interesting picture, one that I found quite fascinating. She posted a picture of her um, from the wedding and she kind of has this like um, um, kind of like not sinister, but like a little dishing grin on her face. And the picture says, the quote in the caption says, quote, you got divorced? Question mark. Bets say less. Like basically saying like, I heard you got divorced. I'm moving in, right? So it's official. They're together. And we are super happy about this new couple. I am super excited. Yes, we are super excited. I was just, when I heard the news initially, actually, when I saw it on the timeline, I said, this has to be a joke. I immediately went to as a joke because I just think of Niecy Nash as someone that's almost hypersexual. So meaning she's always talking about men or or something having to do with a man. So this one caught me off guard. I don't have anything bad to say about it, but it definitely caught me off guard. And she definitely kept it on her wraps for a really long time. And so it made me think, why did you keep it a secret for such a long time? And perhaps it's because she was going through a divorce at the time and she was trying to wait till her divorce was final. But then she had that, which you call it classy picture, <laughs> you know, however you can be uh, classy and topless at the same time picture um, that was posted by Jessica um, on her timeline. You know, it's like, were you being discreet or were you not being discreet? Did you did you think people were going to put two and two together? Did you not? So I was shocked. I was surprised. I thought it was a joke because she's funny. She, she is. is a comedian. So I thought, surely this is a joke. This is not real. I was waiting for the, you know, hashtag, I'm just joking to come out the next day. And it, and it didn't. So I'm extremely, extremely surprised. Yeah, and I and I I'm glad that it wasn't a joke because I feel like it would have been in poor taste, especially during this time. Um, but we, I think that we all were surprised. Like we know her as an ally to the LGBT community. We did not necessarily know that she was a part of the LGBT community. But yeah, rock out with her, right? So like. Um, now that we know when we go back and piece things together, like there was a scene where they were singing together, um, while they were on set, it was super cute. There was a scene where she was like, 
oh, it's amazing to like work with my one of your best girlfriends. Um, there's some some video that I found from a couple of years ago where she was talking about like how super talented she was. And this is when she was supposedly not even having issues in her marriage. So I think that they just have a bond that, you know, they probably started off as really good friends. I mean, just like any heterosexual relationship, like you start off as friends, then you get closer and closer. And then the next thing you know, whoop, they're married. So I actually was talking to one of my best friends about this who is LGBTQ+. I mean, she's not all of those, but you get what I'm saying. Um, And she brought up a good point. She's first of all, she is very anti-label. So she's not like, hey, you label someone now that they're with somebody else. They're bisexual. It's just like, you know, you love who you love. That's how she kind of views her life. But she brought up a good point. She said that oftentimes emotionally women, you know, kind of lean towards other women because if you're looking for a super strong emotional connection and one that you can get without having to work very hard for it, nine times out of 10, you're going to end up with a woman because women and men just communicate emotionally on a different level, right? So I was like, I never thought about that. Like, of course, it's probably easier, not necessarily to say, you know, for you to be connected romantically, but in this particular case, it is. I never thought about that it would be easier to express and feel and get that nurturing that you would want from a woman rather than getting it from a man. I guess it's because, you know, that's not something that I ever actually delved into, but I completely understand when she, you know, when I was talking with her about this and I was like, oh, you know, that makes sense. She says, nine times out of 10, you're going to end up with a woman because the connection will just happen like that, you know? I definitely get that I definitely know several people who used to call themselves heterosexual and now call themselves bisexual or lesbian. I know a lot of people that have done that, which maybe this situation has really highlighted the fact that maybe we shouldn't say what our sexualities are at all, because perhaps your situation might change and you might be attracted to another sex, a different sex than what you thought you were attracted to. So I think that that is really um, a thing for Nisi and her kids. I just wonder what, what, they are feeling. I mean, her kids uh, seem very much so um, supportive. Um, she's always talking about her daughter on social media and supporting her. And, and you know, she has products out and she models. So um, she's supportive of her daughters and, and her daughter seems to support her. But I just wonder, what are they saying? Um, I w- especially coming from an ordained minister and being a first lady. And now you're like, well, well, I'm out there. Let me just go ahead and sprinkle this on out here. So I just wonder what emotionally she's going through and emotionally her children are going through, you know, dealing with these, you know, obviously they weren't there when she was an ordained minister, when she was with an ordained minister, but obviously they, they were, they, they that's that their father. Was. Yeah. So obviously they knew, I mean, she, they weren't grown is what I'm saying Oh, okay. when she was with him, but you know, obviously they probably were in the church because their dad was an ordained minister. And I'm just wondering how that feels and, and what they've had to deal with because of that. I mean, my husband is an ordained minister and I know church folks can be the most judgmental people on the planet, you know? We always say those without sin cast the first stone. Well, you got a lot of thrown stone stone throwing uh, Baptists that I know. <laughs> And Pentecostal too. So I wonder what she's dealing with from that perspective. Um, Well, I saw a picture and it it was of her, what it appeared to be her three kids. And I actually really loved the picture because it was her children 
And they all had on chucks, right? They all had on these cute white Chuck Taylors. And when they lifted their feet, they were painted rainbow on the bottom. So it appears that they seem to be super supportive. I don't know. I haven't seen any articles about how they feel about it. But they did sell the exclusive. I don't know if they sold it. But People Magazine has the exclusive to the backstory about this wedding and their relationship. So I can't wait for it to come out so I can actually read it. And then maybe we'll give an update. Yeah, we need to give an update because I'm like, did you cheat, girl? Were you cheating on your husband with Jessica? I'm just saying. Maybe that was the issue with the distance, not not the fact that they were actually living apart, but what was going on while they were living apart. But it's just speculation on our part. We will wait till the People Magazine article comes out and then we'll find out. Yes. So I know that a lot of people may be thinking, okay, maybe this is just her friend. Maybe they have a deeper connection and they want to spend their lives together. That's why they naturally became attracted to each other. But there are a lot of people out there that want to spend their lives with their friends in general, right? Because they don't think that they necessarily need a man or maybe they've been divorced before from a man and they thought hey my friend is all I need so some people have decided not to date men anymore have you heard of this I have heard of it I have and I actually think that I read an article about this before but yes I have heard of this where basically it's like cohabitation for convenience right yes now let's talk about this cohabitation okay let's talk about it because I have a story okay I want us to talk through okay come on okay So there's a couple in New Jersey who decided to marry after each being divorced from their husbands for about three years. Neither one of them are lesbian. Neither one of them are bisexual. But since the cost of living in New Jersey is high, they decided to move in as roommates initially. Then after doing more research, they realized it would be more beneficial to marry. They now share health insurance, childcare costs, and do retirement planning. Between the two of them, they have three kids and are much happier and can afford life much more easily. What do you think about that, Janine? Is that a thing? I don't know if it's a thing, so to speak. And thing, I'm making giant air quotes because you all can't see me, so I have to explain. I don't know if it's a thing, so to speak, but I think it should be, right? Like, I feel like I've made it very clear that I'm not getting married again, meaning I'm not going to go through the process of learning someone and getting to know all of their weird like idiosyncrasies all over again. I'm just not going to do it. I don't have the patience. I didn't particularly care for dating prior to me getting married. That's just not my steez, right? Like I would prefer to just live life and as life comes to enjoy it and be in the present moment. Like I don't like to have to get to know someone to figure out what the future is going to be like. I, that's just not my thing. So I can totally see me living with my best friend for the rest of my life. And if it meant that we had to get married so that I could have health insurance. I mean, the same reasons why you pick a best friend are really the same reasons why you should have a sp- like pick a spouse or why your spouse should work. So to me, that makes perfect sense. Like, hey, this didn't work. Maybe we aren't sexual or romantically involved, but it just works because this person knows you and understands you and you all have a mutual need that each other can meet then why not it seems quite logical to me what do you think this is the thing that disturbs me a little bit so humans are sexual beings right 
thinking about this story, I know that they're probably dating individually, right? So they're doing whatever they want to do individually, but they just have this agreement and they're married on paper for the benefit. Now, what happens if, hey, you're dating somebody individually over here, you fall in love with them and they want to marry you. What happens to the other friend if they don't have somebody else? Then they, then you have to, one, go through a divorce. Is the divorce going to be uh, a nasty divorce because they don't want to get divorced and they want everything, right? Because now you're going to go marry this man over here that you fell in love with and I'm going to be stuck over here with either one or two kids because one has two kids, one has one kid. I may have nothing. So, Or are we going to everything 50-50. I feel like that kind of thing needs to be talked about before you guys decide to get married because yes, this is still a marriage and if the marriage dissolves, you still have to go have a divorce. So what happens then? And then is that friend that's getting left, are they pissed because now they're like, okay, well, um, now I'm going to be stuck out. I don't have anywhere to go. Jersey is expensive as hell, which is why we got married in the first place. And if one person makes more money than the other person, technically speaking, in a divorce, you're splitting everything 50-50. So is that person going agree that they're going to give half of their retirement to that other person? Like, are they going to split everything like people do when they get divorced? So to me, that brings a, a lot of issues into play. If one, one of them and not the other decides they want to move on and they actually want to get married. And then how do you explain that to the person that asked you to marry you? Like you, y'all at dinner, he gets down on one knee and he says, baby, will you marry me? And you say, yes. And you know, obviously you're going to knee jerk and say yes. And then you'd be like, okay, wait a minute, baby. Remember Susie that you met last week? That's my wife. I mean, how do you even explain that and explain, yeah, we can't get married until we figure out these terms of the divorce. And then depending on state regulations, you got to wait a certain amount of time or you have to go through mediation before you can get divorced. So that's the only thing that gives me pause about the situation. But I do think financially it's a good move. Well, here's the thing, Nicole. One, I feel like they're prenuptial agreements and I feel like the laws and the benefits of being married to someone that you're not necessarily romantic romantically involved with, I think that you would have enough sense to make some sort of um, prenuptial agreement in my mind. I don't know that this particular couple did, but in my mind, if I'm thinking that far in advance and I'm being that um, forward thinking in my mind, if I'm being that forward thinking, I'm drawing up a prenup. We're not going to have any of this like, oh, maybe we decide to be with men later, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I just want to protect what's mine. It makes sense, right? And I think it presents the same problems that you could potentially have in a, a regular marriage, right? Like, and by regular, I'm, you know, I say that very lightly because what is a regular marriage, right? But like a traditional marriage, because, you know, let's just say that, you know, you get married to a man, you're in love, you expect to spend the rest of your life together, you fall in love with someone else, you've fallen out of love with your spouse, someone else is proposing to you, you get down on one knee, I say yes because I'm in love, I still got this baggage back here, I got to take care of that. So I don't really think that it's any different. I do think that the biggest risk that you face is potentially losing your closest friend. I think that to me would be more devastating than, you know, splitting the marriage, so to speak. But I mean, I get it. And then, I mean, but how is that any different than we have some, well, I don't want to say we, I have some friends that have married people so that they can stay in the United States. Um, they've, you know, not necessarily been in love with them, but they, there was a need for them to have to stay in the United States, whether it be to finish school or to work up for some reason, 
whatever it may be. And they did actually fall in love and were in a relationship, but they realized later on that they weren't necessarily in a relationship that, you know, it wasn't the kind of marriage that they wanted because it was really more of marriage out of necessity. And then when my friend went to, you know, go get married, she was still married to the person that she married out of necessity, so to speak. I have friends that have married people who were going to deploy and they quote unquote married out of necessity. And then they realized it didn't work. And then, you know, they're still friends. It just didn't work out. They, the marriage did what it needed to do at the time. And when the, we you know, when the marriage expired, it expired and they moved on and they, you know, coexist now, or they moved on to be with other people. So it happens. I get that. But to me, this same sex marriage, which is not uh, an intimate marriage, brings in the same nasty truths of any marriage. Absolutely. And so is it, is it worth it if you have to go through the trials and tribulations of a divorce? If you have to do, and then you're separating the children as well. Hopefully they were upfront about everything and they laid everything out so that they could be civil during this time. Or at least they could say, hey, in the event that one of us got married, then we would do X, Y, and Z. Or, hey, the, the benefit would be to the single person. So the single person would get a bigger split so they can then live independently for some time to get them back on their feet. Hopefully they said that. But when it comes to divorce and money, things can get really with messy. them saying that they were doing retirement planning and things like that health insurance they get nasty they do I mean but that's with anything so I would like to think that this is not well I don't know I don't think that this is an isolated case I'm sure that a lot of people are doing this it seems like it makes sense so you know hopefully it works out for them at the end of the day we just really want people to be happy and be able to do what it is that they need to do so that they can live their you know most fulfilled life right so if it means that you're marrying your best friend in a non-sexual non-romantic relationship then more power to them but i think that that's sort of illegal right why is that illegal yeah i, I feel like it's illegal can you i don't know isn't there some law against that <laughs> like i feel like because if you don't consummate your marriage you could technically get your marriage annulled right and i know that's from the from a religious standpoint but Legally, I would have to look at the legal ramifications of that because I think that that's illegal to to lie like that and say, oh, yeah, we're in love. We're going to get married. Well, it's I mean, here's the thing. I don't think that it should be illegal because the reality of it is, is you could marry someone and have all intentions of having a sexual relationship and not ever be able to consummate your marriage, whether it be due to health or distance or whatever it may be. So while I understand your thought process and I understand that it might possibly be a reason for it to be annulled. I think that, you know, I don't think that every relationship necessarily has to be, so to speak, sexual or romantic for it to be a legal marriage. But I don't know. Maybe that's something that we should look into. For immigration um, law and for immigration marriage, you have to consummate the marriage. But I don't know in terms of if both people are U.S. citizens, that has to happen. So hmm. anyway, well, we can talk about that um, hmm. Maybe in maybe. another episode because I'm interested in this. I am too. So let me let me tell you a situation that um, that I came across this week. So I was talking to one of my business partners and she actually told me the story about one of her friends and, you know, something that one of her friends was toying with in her mind. So my business partner has a friend and she wanted to have a baby. She basically had gotten to the point where I don't want to say her biological clock was ticking, but she was looking at the statistics and she knew that she wanted to have a kid. And she's the kind of person where she's very um, structured and organized and, you know, very 
purposeful with the decisions that she makes in her life. So she knew I want to have a child and she wasn't going to let the lack of a relationship or situation stop her from having a child, right? She actively started to seek out people that she could have children with or that would be willing to have children with her so that she could have the child that she wanted, right? So basically, she wanted to do it, quote unquote, in her mind, what she coined as the right way. So she found a man that she was friends with that was willing to give her a child. Now, he didn't check off any of the boxes of a husband for her, but he was, you know, I guess basically had good genes and good DNA and, you know, no mental health issues and so on and so forth. And he was willing to give her a child. So they got married. She married him. She knew that, you know, basically he didn't fit any of her criteria for a husband, so to speak, but she wanted the union to bring forth the child rather than her having the child out of wedlock. So they got married. He was not working. He was quite lazy and had a bunch of other character flaws. Basically, he was an overgrown child himself, but he had agreed to give her a child. So she, you know, went with it. The marriage did not last long, as you could imagine. She felt like she was being burdened financially. She couldn't, you know, get to the point where they could coexist in a non-romantic relationship. And at this point, she had her child, so she just wanted out, right? So he, I think, if I'm not mistaken, she tried to give him the opportunity to kind of like step up to the plate and be a father, but that really wasn't what she was looking for initially. And also, you know, after they were together, she realized that that wasn't really something that he could offer. He basically was, I don't want to say a glorified sperm donor, but essentially that's what it was, right? So they split and she's now thriving, right? She was already taking care of the household on her own. She was already taking care of the financial responsibilities on her own. She makes great money. She's very organized, like I said, and very like put together. So there wasn't ever a thought that she couldn't do it on her own. But she realized after she broke up with him and after they, I don't want to say broke up because they divorced, after they divorced, that she was really, you know, doing so much better on her own because she wasn't carrying that extra dead weight of a husband, right? You know, since they divorced, she took on all of the responsibilities of the child, the household. He just kind of went back to his mom's and start, you know, basically started to get himself back together. But they have no interest in, in getting back together or even co-parenting. Like she is the sole provider for her child, right? So at this point, she says that, you know, since she's handling things on her own, she has dated and she has been in a couple of, you know, so to, so to speak, relationships. But she's really hesitant about taking on the responsibility of marriage again and she doesn't see the value in the quote-unquote partnership of marriage with not necessarily a man but with anyone in this particular case a man she doesn't see the value in the partnership with a man because she's taking care of herself you know financially she's taking care of her child financially and she's legally set up for her child to be taken care of should anything happen to her so she kind of feels like I don't really want to do this again she's perfectly okay with dating and you know she would like to have companionship but she really doesn't want to be in in a marriage so to speak again now she knew what it was when she got married to him 
So she knew that, hey, he doesn't check all the boxes for me before she married him, but she wanted to have a child. So she married him. And then once she got married, she realized, oh, he really doesn't check any of the boxes. And not only that, he's lazy and he doesn't want to work hard. And meanwhile, she's over here being a boss and she's grinding and she's doing all these things. And so she's like, okay, now I have my child. I'm gonna move on Scoot over here, get divorced. And I'm gonna leave him crying in his mama's house. And now she's going to be afraid to get married again. If anything, he should be afraid to get married. He probably thought, oh, she loves me for me. I, you know, we have this child together and I was enough for her then and I haven't changed and I'm not sure why I'm not enough for her now. But either way, she chunked me to the side and now I have nothing. I'm destitute and I'm going back with my mama. If anything, this man should feel like I don't want to trust a woman again. For her, she just needs to make sure she's actually this time going to date somebody that she's actually attracted to and that checks all the boxes otherwise she already has her child she should not date anybody that's below her standards again and if she doesn't do that then she should not be scared or concerned and at the end of the day if she doesn't want to get married she don't have to get married she can pull uh oprah and sedman and never get married and just date and have all of her money to herself she's already built this empire for her child so she doesn't have to get married but if she has somebody that checks the boxes and she quote loves love and she wants to get married then she should because then she'll be marrying somebody that she actually likes. I agree. I mean, that's not really the perspective that I took, but that is, I mean, it's perfect. It makes perfect sense. Like really there's nothing for her to be afraid of because she didn't get into a loving relationship with someone for the purposes of being a life partner. She got into a relationship with someone for the purposes of having a child, right? She used that man. She used that man, period. Right. And I would like to think that it would make more sense and it would be a lot easier if you would like to have a child as opposed to forcing a relationship. Why not just go to a sperm bank? You can still get all of the genetics that you want. You can still get yep. all of the all of the information that you need and that you're looking for if you're searching amongst your like friend group for a, a essentially a sperm donor. You can get that at an actual sperm bank. You do not have to. I mean, it's 2020, you guys. A sperm bank was not just invented. And I'm not suggesting that if you really want to be in a loving partnership with someone that you should go to a sperm bank unless you have to. I'm I'm just saying that that is a very real possibility. You know, it's 2020. You can decide that you want to have a child. And if you are financially and emotionally and spiritually prepared to have a child and God just has not given you the partner that you are intended to have that child with a sperm bank is a very real option and a lot of women are doing that and a lot of men that want to have children are having you know surrogate mothers that's not something that is out of the realm of possibility these days right you don't have to feel like you need to marry someone and potentially cause issues in their life or your friendship with them just so you can have a child there are other ways to have children is what I'm saying well my thing is um I'm sure that if she it sounds like she already talked to him about her wanting a child even before they got married so i'm just confused as to why they even had to get married why couldn't they just say hey you want to have a child with me sure i'll have sex with you and i'll have a child with you why couldn't they just have sex and have a child and make an agreement and move on from there why did she have to get married to him I mean, there are pros and cons of going to a sperm bank because if you're using a sperm donor, that means you have an IVF pregnancy or in vitro fertilization. Obviously, those pregnancies have risk factors. Those, those are high risk pregnancies. 
And so obviously I can understand why somebody would want to have a child the old fashioned way versus IVF if you had a chance to do so, because it is, it, it does carry risk factors. They have an increased risk of anomalies and defects, and there's increased risk of preeclampsia or high blood pressure issues in the pregnancy and increased risk of needing an early delivery. So, I mean, there's some things that can, that increase your risk with an IVF pregnancy. But if you don't have a mate, you shouldn't just marry somebody randomly and then get divorced from them because, yes, you can use a donor and you can go to a high-risk specialist like me who will get you through the entire pregnancy safely. So that is a thing. And um, instead of just willy-nilly marrying people, make sure you have a prenup in place. Like if you are going to just not tell somebody and then marry them, make sure you have a good prenup in place because when that person gets pissed off when you divorce them, you may have to take care of them for the rest of their lives. I'm just saying. Yeah. So as opposed to doing that, do like Nicole said and get a sperm donor. I mean, it's easy. That's why it exists. It's a very real, viable option. And a lot of women do it every day, right? So I would like to bring something up. So one of our listeners who is an avid listener, and we love her, but we will not mention her name. We want to maintain her privacy. She emailed us and said that she is looking for a group that supports women who decide to have children through sperm donation. Everybody listening, sperm donation is a real thing. And if this is something that you're interested in, there are some support groups for women who decide to have children. I don't even want to say the unconventional way because at this point in 2020, I don't want there I don't know that there is a conventional way to have children, right? But for women who decide to have children via sperm donor. Nicole, tell us about the support groups for that. So, usually if you decide to have um if you decide to use a sperm donor and and it's not because even if it even if you have a mate and your mate is infertile and you need to use a sperm donor and you're in a committed relationship, you are forced to go through counseling before you do that. If you are a single parent or will be a single parent, then you are offered support groups. If you go to the American Society for Reproductive Medicines or the ASRM's website, there are hundreds of support groups for people that use sperm donors. I won't say one in a certain city, but there are hundreds of them and you are forced to go through them if you actually make the decision to use a sperm donor. So you will get support. Um, it, there's confidential support groups, meaning you have one-on-one -on -one counseling with a psychiatrist that's set up through your uh, reproductive endocrinologist and infertility specialist, and there are group support groups. So the ones that I'm talking about are actually group support groups. So if you go to the ASRM, you can have you can, there's a hundreds of support groups online. So that's to our listener. And we will post um, a link to that on our Facebook page. Yes. Shout out to our listener. Thanks for emailing us. Um, and if anyone else would like to email us, email us at oh, that's deep, BWC at gmail.com. Okay. So let's talk about what we learned new this week. So I learned that married couples have a lower mortality. They live longer they have less suicide, and they have greater financial health. Single women die 7 to 15 years earlier than their married female counterparts, and that's according to uh, an NBC News report. And um, it did not clarify whether that was heterosexual or homosexual couples. So just being married in general is good for your health and your financial pockets. 
But also dog owners had a 24% risk reduction for any cause of death as well. So the takeaway I get is, you know, maybe if you don't want to be in a committed relationship, just get a dog. Yeah, I'm actually surprised at that, Nicole, because I would think that not having the ups and downs and potential stresses of marriage would help you live longer. But I'm all for the getting the dog. I mean, I'm married, <laughs> as we know, but like I'm all for if you don't want the stress of marriage, get yourself a dog and live long. Right. So I actually learned something very interesting. So in some of the articles that I read about Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts, I saw some terms that I was not necessarily familiar with. Um, and one of them that I saw was demisexual. And so I did a little bit of research because I know that I'm not very well versed on the numerous sexuality, I don't know, titles, I should say. Um, and then I learned that there's a difference between a romantic orientation and a sexual orientation. So I was unaware that there were so many different titles or sexual orientations, and nor was I aware that there were so many different romantic orientations. So a romantic orientation is who you are, quote unquote, romantically attracted to, meaning wanting to be in a romantic relationship with, not necessarily sexual and often unrelated to your sexual attraction. So that's something, someone that you would prefer to have, a, I guess, an emotional connection with. And your sexual orientation is just that, who you have a sexual connection with, right? So, of course, there's heterosexual and homosexual, and then there's um, heteroromantic and homoromantic, right? But there is something called demisexual. And demisexual is when you only experience a sexual attraction after you form a strong emotional bond first or romantic bond first. So these are people who it doesn't necessarily matter the gender, it doesn't matter the other person's sexual orientation. Their sexuality is simply based on a romantic bond. And they do not experience um, sexual attraction without a romantic bond. So there are numerous um, sexual and romantic orientations. And I will also post these on our Facebook for people to know because there are so many of them. Like I couldn't even begin to list. We'd be here for another 30 minutes, right? So I will I will make a list and post them all so that everyone can learn what I learned this week. But we should all be demisexual, right? Um, We should, I guess. We should, we should want, we should all, I think, strive to be demisexual sexual like actually form some sort of emotional connection with people before we start handing out the cookies my husband better be demisexual <laughs> he better only have a, a, a emotional and sexual connection to me i'm just saying yeah mine too okay for your motivational moment for the week the only thing more beautiful than the woman who knows what she wants is a woman who isn't waiting for anyone else to get it for her keep grinding ladies get your dreams until next time, pray, work, slay, and show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. 
That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 